You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums podcast, season A, episode 11. Usually at this point I say, I'm John, I'm your host, but we don't really have a host. We all chip in, we all ask each other questions and all that, so all I'm going to say is, I'm John and Chris is on as well, but both on. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, this is the problem where just about everybody's had a go at hosting in this podcast at this point. I mean, aye. The, the, the three of us, what, me, you, the other John. Aye. I always feel bad when I call when he's the other John, because no. there's no deal. So it's not it's more of a democracy than a hierarchy here. I mean, even Aye, like, if, if you go back in time, like um, Craig's hosted and Laurie's hosted. And yep. <laughs> so there's been at least five hosts on this podcast. We've had more hosts than the Generation Game. Aye. Where did they have? We've only been going eight years. Three. So. Aye. So there's no real host. We just we just talk. It's just it's just a conversation. Exactly. Uh, I've known done it for a few weeks actually, but in terms of the what we're drinking type thing, we always kind of spoken about this as being a kind of conversation we'd have down the pub with your mates. Uh, I'm only I'm having a diluent juice, and I'm going to be drinking a diluent juice in the pub. I can assure oh. you that. Go uh, be yourself, Chris. I must be a driver's night tonight because I'm on a Coca Cola. Aye, <laughs> so yeah, plenty to talk about as always. Um, we've got the Premiership stuff, obviously. We've got the Lower leagues, we've got Europe, we've got Scotland. Uh, if there's anything else we think of, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. But we may as well get fired right into the, the Premiership stuff. Saturday, we had five fixtures, three o'clock kickoffs, which was unusual. Aye, with Europe, uh, Celtic and Rangers both playing Thursday night, we've been bumping games to Thursday. But uh, aye, it was five or six this time. Good for the fans. Um, I think most fans would prefer a a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. However, people are different shifts and all that type of thing now. So sometimes maybe folk are like a Sunday as well. But generally, Saturday three o'clock. That's what folk prefer. I think. Yeah, if, if you're going to the game, Saturday three o'clock is it's, that's when you want it. That's the traditional time. Um, it's not many countries that you would have the top two in the country, and well, in the last few years at least, playing, yeah. playing each other, and it's not even the telly. I know. I I mean, sports you only had it as a third game as yeah. well. No. I mean, uh, it was a, as it was, it was a mid-table clash. Well, aye, aye. Was so it sixth aye, versus seventh before the kickoff? Well, aye, well, aye, it's not really, aye. It's not really moved either. No, not much. There's been a wee bit of change, but uh, we always have to start with that game scene as well. But on to it. We both spoke last week about how Aberdeen and Celtic have got similar problems. They're trying to adapt the way they play. Um, I think both sides, there's... There's stuff that would make you say, aye, it's improving, even though we never scored. I still think we're creating more chances just now than what we have been. Um, yeah, I think it was the same for Celtic. We, we kind of followed on for um, a bit of improvement against St. Johnson. Uh, we're certainly creating the chances. Um, as you say, Aberdeen were creating chances as well. So, although I'd said on the podcast, uh, we recorded on Thursday there, and also on a, a blogger on uh, Friday night for Saturday morning, um, that it was basically two teams struggling to find goals, but were doing pretty well at keeping clean sheets. So a nil nil would probably have been the cards. Actually, there were some decent chances created in this game. I think probably the the best chance in the first half was the Gary McKay Stephen one. It was. Um, I know McKinnis touched on it a bit after the game, saying that he did well to get the opportunity, even because I mean he creates that himself. Um, goes by Lustig and by that and whoever else it was. Um, uh, probably the fact Mackay Stephen when he takes on folk he runs at pace so probably the fact he's kind of going that speed he's probably kind of half surprised he actually got the chance in the end because he has that many players to beat Yeah, and the ball maybe kind of gets stuck a wee under his feet and some folk have criticised him saying he should score Gordon makes a good save as well it's I think he does try and lift it a wee bit Aye, I, think that, I think that's the only problem is he doesn't lift it and it gives Gordon the chance to get his hand to it um, but you can't. I, I, it's pretty much on target. I mean, if, if Gordon doesn't get into that, it's going to be a goal. So 
Yeah. I think it'd be harsh to criticise him for that. It's a good save. Uh, but he could have lifted I don't think anybody would argue that one. It's just. Yeah. Um, it, it, could be, it could easily have lifted it and Gordon might still have got it, so we don't know. Um, uh, I mean, certainly, I think that was the best chance. I think Celtic probably came closest, though, with the, the uh, Edward shot for range. Yes. That's the post. Yeah. Uh, that was at the first half as well, so um, that was more a case of he was unlucky to come back out. Um, Why, definitely, yeah. Rather than, it was, I think Mackay Stephen won was a better chance because that took the good save, whereas yeah, the one like worst has no chance. No, um, no, definitely not. Um, it's a worst bit of us also. Aye, Edward seems to be the one that's kind of dropping a bit deeper, didn't he? Yeah, we again went went with the, the two up front, Edward Griffiths. Um, the problem with that being with only two strikers. So if one yes. of them gets injured, then we might have a bigger problem. As happened in Aye. this game. Yes, but Chris, what did I say last week about Scott Sinclair? And he comes back to Buddy Haunt me. I know. I, I, to be fair, Sinclair hadn't been uh, the greatest uh, form recently, I think. Uh, well, my, my great hope now is that what was a bit of brilliance for him, uh, quick thinking, back heel, to get the, oh, it's... the only goal of the game. Um, after the ball kind of broke away for Griffiths in the first place. Mm-hmm. I, th- I hope that does him the world of good with the confidence because um, that's terrific he obviously he, he's been dying to get that goal he celebrated it yeah. fervently um, as you'd expect uh, but it's, it is, it's a bit of brilliance just to to be quick thinking like that aye I mean there's you never there's, there's never a good goal to lose when you're but at least it's a, a bit of magic yeah. um, quick thinking and credit to him Um it's funny for, for all we are saying that the the two teams have probably improved. It still took a bit of brilliance to be the only goal of the game. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise yeah. it was given a nil nil that we we're all kind of suggesting might happen. Um, Aye, but see the the McKenna and Edwards thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know if I'm maybe I've not looked at enough angles, but do you think McKenna sees Edward? Um, I hadn't ever thought about that. And that's not been. I'm generally not been tinted to specs. I, I, I've only really seen maybe one or two angles, and I wasn't quite sure if he sees him. Know that I know it's, it's high, but I don't think it was. Do you think it was excessively high? Yes. Yeah. I don't think maybe you I'm can. Just... You can't lunge in at waist height with both feet because he scissors him. Probably aye. <laughs> um, I. Mean, if I read him, I'd be having a pregnancy test after that. Well. <laughs> Aye. I can't believe people are disputing this. That to me is a clear red card. It's not even a foul, according to Bobby Madden, but I, I think that's as, as clear a red card as you're going to see. Well, it's, it's definitely ridiculous. a booking. And all, definitely, obviously, a booking, but that, that was my only thing was whether does he can I see him, but I don't know. I suppose your feet can't be that high as well, so it's... I, I mean, I've, I've seen penalties and free kicks and red cards given for things where the player hasn't had any awareness whatsoever of what's around them. Um, so I, whether he sees him or not, I don't think really matters. Yeah. Um, to me, it's a red card. My only question to this one is whether it's a penalty or not, because I don't know if it's inside the box. I haven't seen a decent replay that shows it. Yeah. Because well, it, it's certainly on the edge. Um, whether it's just in or just out, I don't know. So if it had been a red card and a free kick, I wouldn't have been surprised. Um, Aye. But the fact that nothing was given astounds me. And ultimately, the, the clattering Edward's got from that, he hasn't been able to recover from it. He's had to go off. I don't know how yeah. bad that injury is. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out of the the game on Thursday night um, and maybe beyond that as well and like I said earlier we're already struggling with, with just two strikers now we're down to one that's, that's a big concern yeah and I mean Aitchison's I mean even if you're watching someone out Aitchison's away on loan aren't they yeah so who I mean is there anybody else uh, maybe on. this could be maybe I was uh, Nostradamus last week with the whole Scott Sinclair thing ah the Sinclair four up front thing ah, I mean it's, it's a possibility um, the other option we've kind of been talking about is playing Ryan Christie in that position yeah, which I don't know if it works or not. I've never Forrest? seen enough of him. But then you've no right other right winger, really, have you? Yeah, that's the problem. We don't have have. Well, we've got Mikey Johnson, good player. I know there's Morgan as well. I mean, but yeah, the, the, there's certainly behind the strikers. There's, there's a number of options. Um, whether we've got any any real faith in those options yet, which remains to be seen. Morgan looks like he's a decent player. Christie looks like he's trying to take his chances when he comes in, but they're all kind of maybe at the moment, as far as, as the fans are concerned. Aye, uh, I mean from from Aberdeen's point of view as well. I thought uh, I see this every week when the team gets read out for quite all points. That's defenders. Graham Shinney now as a midfielder has been for a, a good length of time, and Dominic Ball certainly as well for us is best in midfield. Now you could argue they're maybe both 
defensively minded, but shouldn't he? But she wouldn't be. I think Saturday's one of our better displays in terms of breaking forward for a while in terms of counter attack. Because mm-hmm. Shinny brings the drive through midfield, goes right through, ball keeps things tidy ish. I mean, sometimes he's prone to maybe giving the ball away, but I could understand why we play that way. I mean, it, it's the old fashioned 4 4 2. You cannot make yourself a bit hard to beat, but also as well going forward, you've got four attacking players. Yeah. That's generally the way it used to be. And it seemed to work quite well. The, um, I cringed when they mentioned the big screen on Sports Scene last night. Well, uh, uh, yeah. But the analysis they did on that was actually quite good for both teams. It I was, aye. And the thing they were pointing about Aberdeen was in the tightness of the, 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 the players that were getting to their, their opponent, and then when they were running the ball back, where they were taking up positions and how they were yep. breaking up a park. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, Remember we spoke about that, was it, I think it was last season or the season before, when Celtic played Munch and Gladbach, mm-hmm. and what Munch and Gladbach was, they didn't press the man with the ball, they pressed the men yeah. that the ball could go to. The options. And I, I remember saying at that point, oh, that's maybe what we kind of need to do. Um, but and I Generally it worked quite well, and I, I do think definitely um, breaking forward worked so much better. John uh, had obviously mentioned last week about May and Wilson, it looked like that there's a potential for a partnership. May looked a lot more confident. Yeah. Um, certainly as well, you know as well, if you're playing that kind of system and you want a bit of movement up front, May's going to give you that. Um, and Wilson, I, I do, I think Wilson's got massive quality. Um, I mean, he shows it with a turn at the edge of the box after May links up with him. He's unlucky with that chance. Yeah. Um, yeah I, so I, I, I do. I, I think one... I, I do... Maybe, I don't know, I still think McInnes will change it depending on who we're playing. Possibly, but, but then you could argue that when going to Celtic Park, you think, oh, well, they might be a bit more defensive, but that wasn't the case. Like you're saying, Tottenham was playing six defenders, but they weren't. Yeah. That's not how they set up at all, and they were given, Aberdeen they were given as good as they were getting. So, um, if that's the kind of indicator of what they're doing it when they go to Celtic Park, they should be able to do exactly the same against the other teams in the, the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly the most positive, I would say, we've been for a long time against Celtic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was funny it was more positive in that game than it was in the game at the end of the season that you won yeah <laughs> yep uh, Constantine also had a couple of chances as well yeah uh, which was unlucky and then there was a point as well that Constantine and Devlin getting each other's way ah yeah true yeah it's, I mean, it, it's, it's, like you say the signs are good I mean alright Aberdeen are sitting seven, nine points out of seven <laughs> games I know but there was a big improvement I mean even the difference between what I saw against Hibs on Tuesday night, and what I saw against Celtic and on Saturday was was, was pretty good. So I think Aberdeen are probably in the, right, in the right direction. We'll see what they do in the next what game. Um, hope it's a man. Aye, that's I mean, where I, you need to start picking up the points. Aye, definitely. I mean, as kind of I spoke last week, we've played four of the top sets from last season, and they four are still in the top sets last season. Yeah, just now. So, but I would say we've had a a fairly difficult start to the season. Um, I we have lost two games, but it's not like we've been destroyed or pl- played massively. I just, I just think we lost some key players in the summer. Um, but having to adapt to be we play, still maybe try to find out the best formation. I, I, I would be very tempted to go with a four four two and keep with it. I, I think it could work, could work really well. I think if he sticks yeah. with it over a number of games as well, you'll see the benefit out of it. This chopping and yeah. changing different formations and stuff can be can be a good way to have different tactics against different teams, but yeah. it's quite inconsistent. The players can get kind of confused as to what they're meant to be doing. Um, whereas if you play a consistent formation all the time, okay, there's more of a chance that other teams will find a way to stop you and the, yeah. the more they watch. But maybe your players will not have uh, more understanding of where they're going to be. Exactly. I, th- I think, yeah, I mean, I think as well, see, anything anyway does a f- formations, I mean, Formations change in game anyway that much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, even and and I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of a conversation I heard on a different podcast about the different about formations. There's only actually a set number of formations, and we kind of it's variations thereof. So, like for instance, four five one and four three three are exactly the same depending on whether you're an attack or a defence. Yeah, it's like the four, the, the three up front becomes one because two of them sat back and hit up hand. It can be like six three one at times. Yep, if you really get, if getting caged in. Aye, st- there's Celtic. times you watch Celtic playing. You think they're playing about five up front. Aye, because Tierney's playing his base like yeah. that. 
almost like a, an old-fashioned inside forward. Yeah, so that, this it idea that there's the 4 3, three and 4 5 one and it's not, it just depends on what phase of the game it is. I mean, if we think from when we were both similar like that age and from when we started watching football, it generally was, you'd be 4 4 2. That was it. It's evolved so much now. I mean, you've gone from having, I mean, this is obviously the highest level, but even lower down kind of levels. Your striker was a man, or your striker needs to get 20 goals a season for you to have a good season. Well, that's been, that's totally been flipped around, changed. Um, then it got to a point it was your, your maybe your boss to boss midfielder. Um, that was maybe getting your 20 goals yeah. then it went to your wide player who's playing as an inside foot well saying I'm trying for it but an inverted winger they're the ones that are getting the goals it'll get to a point it'll be the full backs that are doing it mm-hmm. so, <laughs> someone will come up with something because it's just a wee bit different and get because that's what you need to do football evolves over time and I think you need to embrace that. But that, also, as well. This is another thing that they showed in sports scene, actually. was the number of times Boyata was getting in a shooting position. Oh, aye, right, yeah. Beckenbauer. So. Aye. But, but a good game, good contest. Unfortunately, we came aye. with the wrong side of it, but. Aye, it was, but uh, I do I do think both teams are as positives to take. Definitely. And let's say, I think I don't I don't see Aberdeen sitting bottom six for much longer. I think they'll start rising up the table. Because they have had a tough uh, series of games. Yeah. Um, so starting at home at St Martin, that's three points you should be winning. And again, you've, you've like, Aberdeen have like, played one game where they scored more than one goal. It was at home at St Martin in the cup. Yep. So you would kind of imagine, although it's a different manager now, Aberdeen should be winning that back up of goals at least. Ah, uh, yeah, I should hope so. Yeah, um, and I would, I would say if everyone's available, go just go the same again, same team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, maybe, the- maybe, maybe you need to stop doing this whole thing about writing notes, though. Um, I, Aye, I, th- yeah. I saw this on Tuesday night and I couldn't believe the Hibs player didn't try and sneak a peek. Um, or so, pick it up off the floor, yeah. try and piece it together. <laughs> I, I am not surprised in the least that Scott Brown stole it and took it to Brendan Rodgers. Aye. Um, I've seen other teams doing it as well, though. I, I don't get it. I, I, it seems weird. When I seen it on Tuesday night, I wondered what he was going to do with it when he was finished with it. Eat it. Just, you're just giving the what? tactics to the other team by, by doing that, surely. Assuming well, they sure. think they're I mean, I don't know if this is allowed or not, but obviously the players wear all these fitness things and all that. Yeah. Checking heart rate, your, your meters that you're doing and your kilometers and all that type of thing. Are they allowed to wear a smartwatch? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because then you could, maybe, this could be a wee, a wee insight, but you should, then you could just be a wee notification. You could just text them, And in the cart and whatever, just check, oh, aye, right, okay, that's what we're doing. I wonder what the range in the smartwatch is. I should tie it at some point. Because I mean, I wear, I've, I've got a, the Apple Watch, um, and I've wear it when I'm playing football myself. But we play like seven a side size, so I've never noticed it not be connected to my phone Aye. when I'm at the other end of the pitch. So Aye. I don't know if it would work on a, on a full size pitch. Somebody should try it. It sounds like a good dodge, doesn't it? What you wearing oh, that for? I think so. I. <laughs> but it's maybe not. I don't know whether it's maybe not allowed. But I don't know. I don't see. I don't know. You see them wearing things in the back of their necks, just about. Aye. Um, but. The smartwatch is effectively the same thing, it just put the same messages. So, you're right, that's an interesting one. Somebody should try it. Aye. It's probably banned somewhere along the line, but. Aye, I, I would think it probably is, otherwise, for would have tried it, but. Aye, never know. Um, Trying to see where to go. Hearts, maybe as well, got the top of the table. Another one? Um, another deserved one as well I mean for what I've seen they were the better team against St Johnson um, maybe like, I, I heard Craig Levine mention that they uh, could have been a bit sticky when they picked back to 2-1 but I've no idea because the sports scene highlights ended with the St Johnson goal so I don't know what happened yeah. after that um, I would assume not a lot else happened the Hearts were able to stand firm so never really gave them another chance but um, I mean that's Seven games starts have played the one six and drawn one, and the one they drew against was against Livingston. They're also flying this season. Yep, yep. Um, the scoring goals are fun. They are. We've many. The proof is going to be the next few games because yes. for all you're saying, Aberdeen have had a hard one. Hearts have had it fairly easier than the Celtic game. Yeah. Next stop, they go to Ibrox. Let's see what they do there next. Yes. And then there's, there's other games in there. They play Celtic in the cup and the league. Um, I think they play Aberdeen in that. 
when yep. they play Hibs at some point as yep. well in there. Yep. So that's everybody that was top four last season. They haven't played any. The only one of the four they've played was Celtic. So Aye. They've, they've had an easy ish run of uh, fixtures so far. So, But they've brought up the gap. I mean, that's a six point gap. They've got oh, sorry, a six point gap over Kamara and Celtic. Um, they've got a five point gap over Hibs and Livingston. Yeah, yeah. A decent gap at this time of the season. I mean, they could be. They could be 11 points clear at the end of the weekend. Yeah, aye, that's, that's, that's a phenomenal start, isn't it? Ain't been... clear now, I won over Rangers, and yeah, I love Just because folk have been saying about Rangers being possible title contenders, so. Uh, well, even I mean, Stephen Gerrard says he need to get better uh, away from. Yeah. Uh, we'll come on to that later. <laughs> but Hearts and Sales, I mean, you look at the Hearts team last year, there were signs at times they were getting better over the season. What a transformation, though. In terms of the better playing, the the hearts this season is a far cry for the hearts I saw last season. I mean, other than the four 0 win that they had over Celtic, I don't think hearts were that great last season. Um, they they finished was it fifth? I think they finished fifth because they kept coming up. Would be um, after coming up rallied uh, when they brought in Steve Clark, but they were a distant fifth. I mean, they were never anywhere near the likes of. Hibs or Aberdeen or even Rangers um, so to go from that last season where they were pretty much top six but nothing much else to being the runaway leaders and deserve runaway leaders for what I've seen because you say they're, they're not just winning they're winning by a few yeah I mean, they look as well at that start, the starting line up um, for the game in Saturday for example there's one two three four it's no far off maybe six or seven new players in the starting lineup. They've gelled really quickly. And it's, yeah. Maybe they've been helped a wee bit by having the, the pre-season and the cup games. But then everyone's had games early. But yeah. I don't know, but they, they, I mean, the likes of the boy Lee as well. I mean, a lot of talk's been about Heron um, coming in. The boy Lee, I suppose, was very highly rated at Luton. I think they were disappointed to let him go. Um, so he seems to be doing well. The young Nigerian boy Morrison as well, which obviously sports scene highlighted, um, gives him a bit of width. I mean, Dimitri Mitchell was obviously there last season, but um, spell was cut short with injury, wasn't it? I mean, him, he's playing like a left winger as well from full back. Um, and winning brings confidence. Yeah. Keep winning. It's, it's a hard thing to, to stop. I, th- I think if I was going to so, be critical of Hearts at this point, it would probably be how they lost the goal, because I think the, the defending was awful, they should have cleared their lines a lot quicker than that. Um, yes. But, they were already 2-1 up by that point, didn't get another goal, so um, they got the three points. These mistakes happen, but you kind of want to stamp them out, and that's probably they're looking to improve again. Um, the two goals Aye. they got were fairly, were almost fairly straightforward, I think. Um, that's probably a disappointing thing from St. Johnson's perspective. Definitely, yeah. Uh, Aye, two corners. Yeah. So um, this, this is pretty standard, but um, yeah, like you say, the the confidence is there. So they're taking that confidence into their, their very difficult run of games that they've got now. And well, let's let's see how they get on. Let's let's see where they are this time next week, and then take it for there. Never mind the other games coming up as well. Much as the Rangers game is on, so they'll talk about it in context. Then the two of them playing each other on that. The the one that stands out for me is the derby actually. Um, because obviously, for all hearts are, 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 are currently the league leaders, the team is second also, also in Edinburgh, the, the Burnley. So. And Lovey no, no far away as well. I know, it's, it's getting very strong source, <laughs> isn't it? Aye. <laughs> it's Kamara to break it. It's leaving Celtic Rangers. That's funny, Celtic Rangers have a team, 5th, 6th and 7th. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But aye, aye I mean, I so think... I, to, to me, the, the Edinburgh Derby is going to be a very tasty event indeed. Um, I can't remember where, I, where in Hearts when uh, that comes uh, obviously the Zybrox first so we'll see where that goes but um, yeah that, that's the one I'm looking forward to yeah, the, the Edinburgh Derby it's not often I say I'm looking forward to an Edinburgh Derby because they're usually Turge's boring affairs I cannot see it in this instance because both of them are scoring goals it comes in Halloween of all nights Ooh, even better so it's the end of the month okay. I thought it was yep. a bit sooner on that but I know obviously we've got the international break coming up as well, so that's going to slow the league down a wee bit. I see much as Hearts have got a difficult run in October, two of their league games are at home, and their form at Tynecastle's, aye, pretty impressive. 
When was the last time they lost at Tynecastle? They went on some stupid run where they were unbeaten since they got back there after Murrayfield. Um, Celtic beat them in another visit there. Pass. I think think Celtic beat them and that was the first time they'd lost since it had been done up. Not the first, obviously not the first time they put in Celtic went yeah. because it was that was a four 0 game, but the, the other time that Celtic went to Tinkers, I'm sure Celtic won, and that was the end of it. Um, but I don't think they've lost their since. I mean, it's it's a tough place to play always. Um, yeah. So I should I actually forgot to mention obviously um, we were talking last week obviously about the cup and only Aberdeen are joined to statement and then yeah, <laughs> yeah not long <laughs> after we were off air, Hearts came out with their statement as well. Yeah. Tom and Budge as well, um, so her name was on it. Um, she usually does a statement she doesn't let other people get on but she just does it herself um, and again yeah they were, they were spot on they were pretty much echoing what Aberdeen was saying um, and the two of them have been completely ignored as you would expect because we get Neil Donkeycaster coming out and telling us um, oh it's contractual agreements and this is just we have to play them at Hamden some nonsense I think he's pretty much a patsy at this point uh, I send Neil out to tell the, the masses what's happening aye but nothing for Celtic, nothing for Rangers. No, no. Um, it's slightly inconvenient for Celtic. It's not inconvenient whatsoever for Rangers, so that doesn't really surprise me. Should we go to Sunday or should we go just stick with Saturday? Uh, well, we were talking about Hibs. Um, they are second. They did play St Mirren. They only won 1-0, which is probably the biggest surprise of that game. Um, they have plenty of chances. <laughs> and when I was watching sports scene at the time, my first thought was, why on earth would you leave David Gray unmarked for a corner? Aye. Everybody yep. knows David Gray scores corners. It's what he's yep. going to be famous for after he retires. <laughs> Aye, that and uh, White Ladder. Aye, please forgive me. We've used that joke before, but Aye. <laughs> some folk might not have heard it. <laughs> um, I, some engine on them. Yeah. I mean, it boil missed out at the weekend. Aye. Um, but if, I mean, if the two of them are together on the right, I mean, that's frightening. Aye, true. Did you, did you see why David Graham was unmarked up? The sports team covered it. The mar- his marker was then grabbed in a bear hug by... Um, i never seen how it was that grabbed him. But it ended up, there was one Hibs player basically cuddling two St Mirren players, and one of them had been marking Gray. So when Gray peeled <laughs> away, he was unmarked at the back post. How St Mirren got away... Oh, how St Mirren didn't get a free kick for that, I don't know. Hibs should never get away with that goal. And that would have been that would have been a bit more interesting actually, because given how many chances Hibs in that had in that game, if they hadn't won it, questions would have been asked. Yeah, I mean they've certainly got a bit of, there's a bit of options as well because Gray's missed a few games. Um, Hogger had missed a couple of games. He was back in. McLaren's obviously out injured. Uh, if you show off the bench, I mean again, you look at Hearts in terms of talking about options. Hibs have got a good few options as well. I keep on starts obviously. Who was impressive against Aberdeen when they come off the bench? So, mm-hmm. uh, they, they seem to have decent depth. I mean, this is another thing actually, because like, we were touched on what Hearts have got. Hearts seem to have decent depth because they haven't. When they make changes, there's decent players coming in. Hibs are the same. When they're making changes to the team, there's decent players coming in. Aberdeen maybe don't have as much depth as, as they do, but they're still they're able to make one or two changes, and it's not overly. Aye, we move. Yeah, we've got a few players out that we could certainly be doing within the squad. Yeah, yeah, and I think that might make a bit of a difference in Aberdeen as well. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, so often we hear how Celtic have got strength and depth and Rangers have got strength and depth, but it's nice to see teams outside the big sort of two that have that depth now. Um, so that might stand in a good stead for the rest of the season. So when the injuries start coming through the, the winter months, then they've got able-bodied players to come in and, and just fill in. Too much fuss. Aye, no, definitely. Um, again, clean sheet. Must be pleased about. I know uh, Neil Lennon. I think he likes it. He likes to kind of maybe uh, change his mind who he gives praise to. But he does. I notice he does that quite a lot. He'll give an individual praise, but he, he kind of changes it about, doesn't he? Yeah, he singled out Ambrose and after Ambrose, the end of the aye. Uh, one, one of the best defenders he's ever worked with. Come on, Neil, you worked with <laughs> I think what I did not say was the best Hibs I've had for a while. I think is that said. what he actually said? Because I only read it was the best. Well, I think, well, 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 well,
sort of... Uh, uh, Boy Portis looks good as well. Yeah. It's obviously raw and yeah. gun, but... Um, it's funny given how Hibs can be so leaky at the back. Um, they do have some quality <laughs> defenders in there. I mean, obviously I remember Ambrose and he was Celtic and um, he was a good quality defender until he wasn't. <laughs> he was a nightmare. <laughs> um, Aye. He had, his, he had some awful moments but then he also had some brilliant performances as well. Um, I mean, he was one of the players that won his Barcelona um, on that night. So. I think as well. I'd always liked Ambrose, even when he was a bit of a horror show at times. I think as well with Hibs, though, they've kind of been a bit, they're a bit kind of flexible as well, because sometimes they'll play three at the back, sometimes four, but for them it's been working all right so far. Mm-hmm. Changing that about. Um, we'll come on to Boyle later, more so in the Scotland chat as well. Uh, Kilmarnock, best partnership in the league up front. Yeah, oh, coming from behind again. Brophy and Stuart. I, Stuart. I mean, you must be wondering what's going on with Stuart, surely. Well, <laughs> uh, he would fit in perfectly in terms of we don't have creativity through the middle. Um, I, th- I think, I mean, last year, you, I th- you couldn't really say that he could play there because you've got McLean, you've got Christie. Uh, I know Christie went off the boil a bit, but Stuart, towards the end of the season, sometimes got a wee chance there and did look better towards the end of the season. I, from what I believe um, I think maybe last season when he came to us he wasn't maybe as fit as he should have been I think then it took a bit of time for him to get maybe fit Aye. he was in and out of the team where I, I, from what he, he looks a lot sharp he, obviously he's a lot sharper but he looks he, he's got his physique back he's obviously got his swagger back he's got confidence but playing through the middle certainly kind of suits him better um, and the fact that Brophy's doing a lot of the the, the strong work for him uh, so to speak but yeah I mean three goals four games as many as he scored last season for Aberdeen yeah. and uh, yeah just playing superbly like what he was like at Dundee uh, when he was almost like a talisman for him um, I, I, absolutely he was, he was a terrific player at Dundee um, so I was I was surprised when he didn't really seem to have, uh, didn't really hit off at Aberdeen so it's, it's good to, it's good to see a player has quality back playing the way we know he can play um, and again possible contender for Scotland score at some point if he keeps this up um, we're not exactly over endowed with strikers so possibly yeah. tra- I mean it's not as, he, he, he likes a, a good goal I think <laughs> I don't think I really see Stuart score rubbishy goals much <laughs> he's it's, not, it's he, very early aye, it's he's very not the tap out at the back post kind of thing the tap out at the back post is now sitting on the bench these days for the uh, come on look. aye um, and Chris Boyd but uh, I've seen him looking. <laughs> They've seen me cut to him a few times in the highlights for some reason. There's Chris Boyd sitting on the bench, as if they were illustrating the point. <laughs> Without uh, reference, it. it's very strange. It's a bit like, uh, was it Liverpool with Salah? And you see, was it a Champions League game? Mm-hmm. And you see Salah bouncing the bottle off the floor, he'd, he'd been subbed. And I think, was it Firmino scores a winner? And you see, that's when it cuts to Salah, and he's like throwing a bottle off the, the ground. And folk were trying to say, oh, he's not happy. Because it wasn't him, whereas it was supposedly had been celebrating, but then for whatever reason, he threw the ball. Don't know, <laughs> but um, aye. But, but it's a good, it's a good problem for Kamara to have. Absolutely, you've got you've got Boyd there who was kind of top scorer last season, and at some point we'll get a chance, and the likely who does, he'll still be scoring goals as well. So um, yeah. Chris Buck, though, a bit of a renaissance. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see him finding his, his form again as well. Um, he hadn't really been a name I could remember hearing for years um, obviously I remember about Rangers um, but yeah he's, he's kind of finished for this season certainly which is again Scotland squad possibly I mean the man oh, that, the man that is in the Scotland squad is um, O'Donnell yes so, come on, he was obviously he'll be trying to make that right back for support his own um, he could do without the referee like in this game because <laughs> he clearly pulled out of that challenge until I think and Taylor just went down anyway. I think Taylor was anticipating the challenge was going to come in and O'Donnell stopped. So I think Taylor went down and the ref gave the penalty anyway. <laughs> Aye. Thankfully, by the way, I don't score. No. Yeah. I mean, that, that could have been a big... Justice is almost served. It could have been a big game changer, that one, because that was already at 1-0. If Mullerwell go 2-0 up in this game, it's a big big difference. We, we saw. Yeah. Um, but you say Justice was served. It was well saved. Um, the other penalty in this game, I think, yeah, it's definite contact. I don't think there's any dispute there. 
Aye. Uh, uh, the, the other one that Sports had highlighted was uh, the McHugh challenge, where he basically plunged in, went over the ball. Apparently, red card, uh, maybe. Try to think, because I, 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 I only just watched the highlights before the podcast, so some of the, art, the chat afterwards I was fast forwarding. And it was then, I that. don't remember seeing it in the highlights of the game, but it was something uh, they talked about later on. They were, they were very much, this is the, uh, uh, when you remember what Dicker was sent off for. Um, yeah. Obviously, come on. Um, so you could understand where the, the comparison was coming from, because McHugh does just clutter into him. Um, the question I would have, therefore, it would be, if it's a penalty, it can't be a red card, surely, because he's trying to get the ball. Aye, it's the whole idea that you can you do which, yeah. Oh, no, wait, is that only if it's the... Is that only if it's a kind of last-man challenge? Well... Stopping a goal-scoring uh, opportunity, right? Because if he's, if he's lunging in over the ball, it should still be a red card, whether he was going for it or not. Aye, because that's, that's dangerous play. Yeah. But again, the referee missed it entirely. So, um, spoke about Celtic and Aberdeen. No, both two up front. Tomaric and Motherwell as well. Mm-hmm. Two up front. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> getting, it's getting to be the fashion again. Different ways though, because Motherwell playing three at the back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the the goal that Motherwell scored is uh, an old-fashioned strike partnership. Bowman gets the flick on, and main finishes it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a good flick on finish. Uh, I'll give him that one. That's what I like to see in, in, in partnerships because it was very, it was very Sutton and Larson. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Sutton with a flick on and Larson put the ball in it. Yeah. I don't think they do quite as good as uh, Sutton and Larson, but <laughs> I'm biased. I think I, I was reading during the weekend, uh, Robinson was saying that Motherwell need to get back to being maybe a bit nasty. Alright, so you couldn't expect it to be kicking teams off the park again, eh? Is that, well, is that what's going to happen to play Lovingston? Yeah. Lovingston are flying high, so Mother will need to kick them off the park. Uh, maybe we never went as far as saying, well, he maybe did actually, um, but I still think Mother will be better than 10th place, I think. I think that main goal, I think, should help. In terms of getting a yeah, maybe a goal, but Mages, so I, I don't maybe. know, I think Mother will be a better team. I think the problem is, there's not really a bad team in the league this season well there's there's obviously Dundee who got their, their first win of the season um, yeah and they beat Hamilton they do it. but I don't think Hamilton are that bad either St Mirren will maybe turn things round um, I'll wait and see what Kearney does but yeah, I'm struggling to pick a team that stands out as being rubbish in this division this season I mean, there's, I mean, there's not been that many hammerings. And there's been the odd one here and there, but even when you say, come on, it was 1-3-1, one, one, I wouldn't I would say it was a close, maybe a kind of closer game. Um, yeah. That's probably other games where like, it could have been maybe a, like a Hearts game, but I think it could have been more much as Tommy Ray reckon they deserved something. Um, and yeah, you've kind of touched on Dundee there. We said last week it was a massive game for them and they got the win clean sheet. Which is, which is a rarity. <laughs> I, I think that had more to do with Hamilton's finishing than anything else. Dundee got Aye. very lucky in this game. For all Dundee won 2 0, and that'll be great. It relieves a wee bit of pressure, gives McCann at least another week. I think they have to count on the fact that Hamilton hit the the, uh, the bar twice. Um, they missed an absolute sitter at one point when the ball was played across goal and they put it wide. Um, and the second goal comes in the kind of last kick of the ball, just about. Um, so, for all, it's a great win for Dundee. I'm not. I wouldn't be getting too excited if I were Dundee just yet. That that's things going to turn around because I think they got very lucky in this game. Aye, on a different day, they could have been pumped. It's one of them, though. When we talked to other about Hearts and the conference at Warrenbrands, yeah. Dundee on the other side, but they, I mean, they, you can see where the win's coming from. So even just to get a win at any kind. Yeah, but the next, something. The problem they've got is their next game's at home with Kilmarnock and Kilmarnock are flying high. I'd expect Kilmarnock to win that game. Well, they've got a tough October. They play Livingston away and then they've got Celtic as well, so... Yeah. So, <laughs> Dundee won the game they had to win but don't expect to get much else out of the rest of the games. I, I don't fancy Dundee getting much out of this month. Um, for all I'm saying, there's, I, don't, I don't even think Dundee are that particularly bad team, but... The way they defend, we saw it against Rangers as well. They were rotten against Rangers. They weren't that great against Hamilton either. Aye, 
Hamilton should have scored at least once, possibly more than that. And if Hamilton had scored, what, three and four goals in that game, I wouldn't have been surprised. But it didn't, because Dundee rode the luck. So, I, I, I know I might be accused of not giving Dundee credit where it's due. Um, they took their chances, Dundee. That's that's something they are terrible for doing usually, so full yep. credit for them for that. But I don't I don't think they were that great in the bag and they got lucky. Uh, sometimes you need a bit of luck, I suppose, yeah. That's it. Um, sometimes that's the luck you don't get when you're bottom of the league. So, credit where it's due. <laughs> they did take their chances. And then, um, well, we're talking about Dundee teams, it does mean Neil McCann outlasted his counterpart across the road. Well, I, yeah, the Dundee sack race, as we called it. Yes, the Dundee sack race, because um, after a 5-1 humping at Tanadice by Ross County, we all knew Shabba Lazlo was done then. Um, I think like, a couple of us predicted Lazlo would be first to go um, in, the, in the sack race when they came to Scotland, but uh, some teams changed yeah. a lot quicker than it was anticipated. I'm not yeah. at all surprised Lazlo doesn't last. Um, I'll be interested to see who they replace him with. Um, Robbie Nielsen's a name that seems to be getting bandied about his favourite currently don't know how much there is to that might just be a could be a decent shout yeah I think if Nielsen's looking to get back in yeah, that's a decent a decent option um, having said that it could be tricky because there's a lot of expectation there. Yep. aye um, but it wasn't the only 5-1 win as well wasn't it in that league but we'll come on to that in a wee bit uh, actually we've covered off all the Saturday games so I just Rangers really and Livingston Livingston again defying expectation yeah it's, it's, it's difficult to it's difficult to think that they actually had a manager in Saxon <laughs> well technically, <laughs> technically they said we just want you to be a manager not a player like, oh, I'm here um, but it seems to be oh. a great move because since I've done that, they've won all but one game, and that was a draw against Hearts. So yeah, <laughs> it's uh, they're going great guns at the moment. Obviously, uh, deservedly sitting joint second, or third because they're behind in goal difference. But um, yeah, I mean, when the only game you've lost at Celtic Park, you're doing pretty well. I definitely, and uh, I mean, they touched on it in sports scene as well. The fact that we've even touched on it as well. Livingston when in the championship hard to beat maybe didn't get many didn't maybe create many chances but were pretty clinical whereas I mean some of the football they well from looking at it was was quite nice I mean they the set up the one two before the ball gets to Menga is a nice bit of work um, I think Rangers need to look at that point out from a defensive point I think they'll be pretty disappointed how easy it was yeah. to get beat down that side Um and obviously they, they said that's Menga's first goal in five years. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe that either because he takes it to the well, it's, it's fired through the legs of McGregor. And, um, it wasn't even just that though, I mean, Livingston had the better chances in this game. Yeah. Uh, so there could have been more than 1-0 and I think uh, Gary Holt said it as much as well. It's, they could have won this game by more, they should have been more comfortable than that. Whereas on the other side of the coin, Stephen Gerrard was saying we could have kept we could have been playing down no squad. <laughs> um, it was one of the days, but because uh, all I really remember from watching the highlights of this game was Livingston had the better chances and Rangers kept trying to get penalties. Because they seemed to be like, they, there was like, Rangers players falling down and came claiming for fouls just when there was no challenge. Uh, there was a handball which I don't actually know if it was a handball or not because the replay was dreadful with blood yeah yeah. Um, so if there's any of them could be a penalty it was probably that I don't know um, but the, the, the ones they were claiming for were just get up get on with it um, so yeah it's kind of it's not great reading from a Rangers perspective because that's four games they've played away from home now in the league at the, seven, the seven they've played and they haven't won any of them they've had two points out of the twelve they've got the the third worst record away from home in the league. Yeah. Uh, only Celtic, far enough, have got one point for nine. Uh, and St Martin are the, the three teams that haven't won away from home because even Dundee have won away from home now. Um, I, I mean, Celtic and St Martin have only played three away from home, so they could yeah. they could, out, they, they could even outdo Rangers and that, depending on what happens next. 
I don't, I don't, I don't yep. see St. Murray winning theirs, of course, because they're at Petodre, but yeah, fuck, the Stranger Things happened. Well, I think from what, when I've spoken to Rangers fans recently, I think they've been quite surprised at the fact that um, Cartage has been put out the team in Warrells in. So, because Golds and Cartage look like they were forming quite a nice partnership. Yeah, I, I don't know what is happening with our squad. Um, we were talking about that earlier on, about the, the strength and depth. It's, I, th- I think Rangers have, have got a decent squad there, but they seem to have a bit of... It's a bit patchy in places, because who have they got to play up front? They played Candace uh, as part of a three yeah. against Lombardson, but it never really seemed to work. So I really don't know what they're going to do with that League Cup semi, because we spoke about it after he's cup tied and Morales is suspended, so are they going to play Candace up front as well? The, the other thing as well, which I, which I found weird, I found it away from home, this is something that Rangers are lacking at the moment. Um, in the middle of the park, he doesn't see, he, I don't know if he, he thinks he'll just outplay teams as opposed to having a bit of dig in there. And he starts with Koulibaly at the weekend. Koulibaly comes off at half-time and it's actually Kent that comes on for him. So he, I mean, he goes massively attacking it as opposed to, to maybe trying to win the midfield battle. The... They played better in the second half. I mean, they, they, there was very little to talk about in far, as far as changes went in the first half. There seemed to be a bit of an improvement in the second half, but not much of an improvement. They had chances, but not great chances. So. It's, um, aye, I think some questions would be asked of Rangers at this point if it wasn't for the fact that Celtic are also stuck on. Um, so it's almost a case of, oh, Celtic and Rangers are struggling, maybe there isn't a problem. But if just one of them was uh, was performing this way away from home, then maybe maybe more questions would be asked. Although I did find it very strange that Sky, after Rangers have lost, then spent the next ten minutes focusing on the problems at Celtic. It was a very strange editorial decision. They've certainly been helped, obviously, by the European exploits. That that's that was yeah. one of their targets, and they've achieved that. So, but yeah, I mean, they can't ignore the fact that the league's not going as well, and. Say that for a few teams, you know. We've obviously touched on sales can Aberdeen already. Um, so it's not like we're picking anyone out. No, and, and you see like Rangers exploits in Europe are uh, are which, which actually made their season so so terrific so far. Uh they're still unbeaten in Europe because I mean they, they managed to draw their probably their toughest European game. Uh, they play at home uh, against Rapid Vienna on Thursday night, so they they'll be looking to try and kick on for there. Um so they're about to turmoil that might just work out really nicely for Rangers pick up the, a win there and, and be sitting with four points for the first two games because that'd be really good that'd be a cracking way to uh, go through the just as we're getting it over here so uh, it's, um, it's just the away for me uh, uh, domestically it seems to be the problem it's not as if they're not scoring goals <laughs> Just didn't score against one reason. I, I think uh, Morelis had a bit of an indifferent game for him. There was one moment, though, when he uh, actually almost ran me a bit Michael Moles like, where he kind of backs into the defender, then peels off the defender and maybe should have scored. I think he probably should have scored. Um, and then they took off Lafferty and brought on Middleton. So. Alright, so I think it was kind of changing the shape when he did that, which was, I don't know, whatever he tried didn't seem to work. Um, the way he's talking about we could have played all day and not scored, almost as like he's trying to write it off as a bad day at the office. But if they keep having these kind of results away from home, then questions will eventually be asked. Um, so they're, they're going to need to start doing better away from home in the league very soon. Um, I think the same goes for Celtic actually I think the Celtic are probably fortunate in the fact that the team they play next to St Johnson the team they know they've already managed to beat this season at McDermott Park um, Rangers have got a couple of home games coming up but I hope my Hearts is going to be a tough one no, but that's really going to test their, their fortress Ibrox mentality that they're talking about uh, having been restored so it's, just, it's definitely a game of the day that one yeah but like, well, I mean, um, we say we've got um, the European games to come up before then Rapid Vienna go to Ibrox Celtic get, uh, 
one of the Red Bulls, I forget which one, Salzburg, that's what it is. Um, that's going to be tough for Celtic. Salzburg won the game, won the... The Red Bull Derby. The, the Red Bull Derby, aye. Um, so they're, they're flying high with their wings. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you've been made for that one. <laughs> she got she got a free case, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, um, I don't know. What, I don't know what to make of that Celtic game. To be honest, um, it's, that's we've gone from probably our easiest game with the home game against Rosenberg to probably our hardest game away to, to Salzburg. So, um, I would. They not get. To, they got to the semi finals last year. Aye, <laughs> and they, they beat Leipzig as well. I was expecting Leipzig to do better. Um, I thought they might win that game, but no, Salzburg won it away from home. So Salzburg at home, difficult, very difficult. I think the Rangers are certainly have a much better chance of getting a decent result than compared to Celtic. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. And that's the so uh, Celtic's early kickoff, five to six, and then Rangers is eight o'clock. It's Thursday night football. BT Sport then does want to watch the games. That isn't going. Are we are we leaving the the, the off the field chat from the game on Sunday or? Well, everybody else has mentioned it, so well, it's not as if we can hide away from it that there was a Aye. bit of an unsavoury incident where well, Ainsbury was hit with an object from the uh, the crowd. Or the away support were housed. So, um, yeah, you don't like to see these things happen. Um, obviously, there's been comparisons with other incidents of things being thrown at people uh, throughout the years. Uh, the Hugh Dallas one is, is the one that always comes, uh, comes to mind because that's where we, we saw the blood being drawn. It was a, a Celtic Rangers game. That was a, the home crowd that that day. Um, the other one that's obviously kind of Topical because you happen to have a book out is the Mark Walters one. Well, some Egypt and the Celtic crowd uh, chucked a banana at him. And what was probably the last time I ever remember racist stuff happening for Celtic until Buddy Tony have turned up. Um, but yeah, he, Walters is in the press today actually talking about a book that he's written about uh, standing up to racism and says that writing the book was cathartic. So Yeah. Is uh, that a little bit interesting to see? Is that a way he says in this book and the kind of troubles he had to deal with? Um, obviously, the the incident with Celtic is one. It's 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 a bit of a shame every time Matt Waters gets mentioned, this bloody banana comes up. Because um, I don't remember the incident because it happened not long after he came to Scotland and I don't know. I, I, I started to get an interest in football when Waters was already a Rangers player. Um, so I yeah. remember watching Mark Waters and he was a terrific player. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I, that's the bit I remember. I don't remember any of the, the unsavoury stuff that went with it. Um, and I, I would like to think that's what Mark Waters wants to be remembered for, is, is yeah. about to go yeah. park, not the crap Why? that happened after. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if, he's, if he's writing this book, it's, it's cathartic, it's probably helped him, maybe it'll help other people face up to it. Then yeah. I, uh, I wish him all the best with that. Aye, absolutely. Um, you touched in the lower league with Shaba uh, Morton as well though suffered a 5-1 defeat against Air Air are flying that's the, that's the thing that's the thing um, maybe they got sponsored by Red Bull Red Bull Air <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's what they're leading about sponsorship because um, I mean people have got to start talking about being title challengers or that's right well it helps the fact they've got a goal scorer I mean, Shankland's just continued off from where he continued from where he left off last season. Um, but it's not just him, there's others as well in that team that can score goals. Yeah. As shown by the fact that we're in games like that 5 1. I mean, Morton's not an easy place to go. No, it's just, you know, um, so, so yeah, 5 1. 2 5 1 away wins in the, in the division. Yep. But the teams that are first and second. So, um, it's, it's, it's an interesting. Uh, Again, I can see it's been a, a weekly thing, it's just how interesting the championship is. Because um, I don't think anybody expected Air to top it after seven games. Defending Air, Air one of the ones that were going to go down, not up. <laughs> Aye, well, I think the difficulty, I mean, we were trying to make predictions for that league, we did say it's the most difficult league. I think we all yeah. maybe had Arlo at the bottom, I think. 
Yeah, and yeah. they're they're sitting joint with Falkirk at three points now. So, um, it's so you wouldn't be surprised if Alor went in down there. But Falkirk's a surprise though, because I mean that's Falkirk's first win of the season against Alor. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not looking great for Falkirk, and they don't, you can't really say they're turning around if the team they're turning around against is. Uh, hour. so Aye. they need to start picking up points against the other teams uh, I, I, I noticed this on Friday actually the BBC Alba had the Dunfermline party this game oh did they? yeah I, I, I was completely un uh, advertised I didn't know that. I just happened to find it on Friday night um, I, it's nice to see that somebody at the BBC still remembers his lower leagues um, do you remember a couple of years ago we were all oh the championship is going to be shown in sports scene yeah yeah because people are really interested in what's happening in the championship and this is in mm-hmm. no way just because Rangers are on it and the minute Rangers get away everybody forgot about the championship again even though Hibs were still on it yep, and United yeah. are still there now I'd, I would quite like to see highlights for the championship week in week out but well, definitely, I... e- even a round up of the goals because <laughs> clearly they can send cameras there they did it for Dunfer and Partick this one it's BBC. And it's certainly, there's goals come on in that league as well. Ah, exactly. I mean, why why are we not seeing Air scoring five and Ross County scoring five and Falker winning against Alwa 2 0? Yeah, I know earlier on in the just season. Just um, I ended up, because I think, I don't know if it was a week off of the Premier or whatever it was, but I ended up just looking at uh, actual team YouTube channels. Yeah, so the, teams and then the highlights were getting lengthy because it was, it was extended highlights, which I didn't mind, but. Sometimes when you've not got a lot of time, it's yeah. you're, you're maybe trying to watch other games. It's difficult, um, but I, you would think we might. I could put maybe a package there. That would be nice. I, I, would, would, I would watch that. I kind of sports in Alba. Aye, uh, that'd be nice. Um, so, I mean, two Highland teams obviously are doing doing well. Yeah, I think I think that was probably the thing that was predicted. Um, Inverness and Ross County will certainly look like they they want to get back to the Premiership and maybe we'll be two of the teams that be favourite to do that. Um and obviously we shall see what happens with Dundee United now. Um I think I predict it would be in the playoff doing pretty well. Um after they get rid of Laszlo at the start of the season. So now they've got rid of Laszlo. We'll see if the rest of our prediction comes to. Aye, the other leagues, League One, League Two. Yeah, Albion over seem to have um, helped himself a bit because they got a three 0 one against uh, Sterling Albion. So that's Aye, we sat that, they sat the manager didn't they before that game? Yeah, that's that's brought them a bit closer to Cowden Beath. Uh, they're not a point off the pace now, so that I mean, they were getting a little adrift down there. Um, so that was a, a timely win for them. Um, Edinburgh City still top that division. Uh, are both still top League One. Uh, they had a 3-1 yep. against the Erdry we, we raced Rovers another one 5-1 away from home at Dumbarton <laughs> see what looks <laughs> great to watch <laughs> proper highlights that's what we need so, about, so tonight we've come up with smart watches on at games players using them and then I get a oh wait a minute SPFL agree international rights deal so it's old. It's old news, mind you. It's from the end of it, August. Um, but yeah. Oh, they did something that was exactly aye, that the same was... as what they had before. So we never actually get any extra money out of it. Aye, well, I read about well. that. It was pathetic. Yeah, I mean, I talk about SPFL matches, but I don't know. Where about getting shown? They'll be shown the premiership. Aye, we'll, we'll else. So Scotland squad got announced today. Yep. Um, I don't think any real surprises. You, I don't know. Jack Henry was a bit of a surprise, wasn't expecting it. I think just that's a lack of centre backs, I suppose, again. But I mean, McKenna's back in. Yeah, you'd expect him to go back into the mm-hmm. team, I think. Mm-hmm. Burnley's back in because he was injured for this. He missed both games, didn't he? No, he missed um, the second game. I think he missed the second game, right? About that. Uh, I think that the surprise uh, might well be that we have not called up 
Uh, I forgot his name. Tom Kearney. Have... Oh, Kearney, yeah, and possibly as well uh, Boyle, because obviously Australia are trying to get him. Yeah, I would have thought and... we'd be trying to hang on to Kearney as quickly as possible, uh, given that Gareth Southgate's sniffing around. Yes, well, yeah, I had seen that not so long ago. Um, I, I, I know that I think players should pick and choose their countries, right? But if you look at England just now, uh, and it's, it ties in with Scotland. James Madison's going to be in that next England squad, surely. I could well be. You've got Daly Alley, you've got others. I, I don't know. Maybe Kearney's head might have been talking about me. We don't know whether it's all talk or not, but you'd say he's got a better chance of being involved was. You would usually uh, say you've got a better chance of being involved with Scotland, um, but on the other hand, England are usually expected to qualify for things and we're going to... Well, maybe, maybe this time. <laughs> uh, our midfield is pretty strong as well. I mean, ah, it's, a decent, it's a decent uh, midfield. I was quite... Quite encouraged by the, the strength in there. Because um, that's a bit of a big test. It's, uh, it's a friendly again, isn't it? It's like, it's about home in Portugal. Aye, Portugal. And they're uh, away to Israel. Is that right? Yeah. Aye. So the away to Israel one's a big one. That's the important one. Um, home to Portugal, I don't really care. <laughs> no, I mean, I, this, you'd always be tempted to use it as no a full first team as a more like a mixed team I think the McLeish is still maybe trying to find his way but the, the friendly last month against Belgium we pretty much played his first choice lineup. Um but I don't know see what happens I'd like to, I would like to see Ryan Fraser start further forward in the team but uh, if we stick with three at the back um, it would only like be I mean Johnny Russell played well the last game McGregor played well so Maybe Fraser has to earn his place back in the team, but Fraser's been terrific for Bournemouth so far this season. Yeah. Um, nice to have these options, mind you. It is, it's, it's really nice to have options. Um, it'll be interesting to see if there's any changes after the weekend, because that usually affects these things, because you usually see people pulling out injury and stuff. But um, hopefully not, because it's a decent squad, um, given what we can back from. I'm, I'm quite happy to see it. Um, but again, it's going to come down to how we actually perform. Yeah. Whether we can pick up the win in Israel, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, but I, win our home games and don't lose away games should be enough. Um, we've always yeah. won our first home game. Just don't get beaten in Israel. That's the next game. Aye. He's actually, he's obviously trying to make, maybe make a like tournament style whereby he's only called up 23 players. Sometimes with two games, folk will call up more players. But Especially when it was a friendly. You're, aye. But having said that, you're looking at 23 players as two teams worth. So. It is, aye. So it's, can, that, maybe that's his thinking. Sense. It's like, get him set for, see when he gets to tournaments, it's 23 players. Yeah, yeah true. Aye. Maybe that might fit, like, psychological. Um, but, uh, but aye, I, I would say positive. Uh, Snodgrass is in. So obviously it's, there was debate whether Snodgrass were meant to be involved unless I think it was in terms of in case injuries but he's maybe had rethought it he's been involved with West Ham coming off the bench and West Ham have been good last couple of games um, yeah so yeah, so I think he's kind of earning his place again so I don't really have too much uh, a problem with that one but yeah we'll see if there's any changes to it after the weekend yeah. Anything else we want to cover? I think we've probably covered everything we wanted to, haven't we? Uh, I pretty much. Um, don't know really have any other notes on this one. So. That's me. Yep. One, I both in, it's on the BBC website. There's a, a quiz just now. I've not done it yet, but how many Scottish one cap wonders can you name? <laughs> I saw that as well. Have you done it? Must give, must give that a go at some point. Um, but no, I haven't. No, the, the only other thing I wanted to mention was um, I mentioned it in the last podcast that Glasgow City had got through to the, the last 16 of the Champions League. They've drawn Barcelona. So, um, good luck with that one. 
they, they, they played at the weekend Glasgow City are playing Celtic uh, and we're 2-1 down with a couple of minutes left and managed to win 3-2 <laughs> that was almost a shock because Glasgow City might lose because um, yeah. pretty much dominant in the, the women's game Glasgow City so yeah it was a a late win for them it's pretty close in that league actually from what I was hearing because um, they were saying that was like that win helped them get sort of back in uh, level terms at the top of the league I know certainly the team that folk aspire to be in women's football in Scotland didn't they yeah and it's it's all good women's football just now for Scotland with the national team as well so yeah absolutely the, 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 there's a um thing on the BBC website saying they're going to reject alcohol and gambling sponsors as well yeah yeah which is an Aye. interesting one to go with considering how much uh, those are in Scottish football in the men's game yeah. given that we have the Ladbrokes SPFL we've got the William Hill Scottish Cup and the Betfred Cup Aye. not that yep. there's gambling involved or whatever um, and then you've got like Celtic one and with Magnus in the back and Daffabet in the front um, Rangers in the 32 red is it aye another yep. gambling thing. It's just, it's, the game's rife right it and then they complain that there's, there's too much gambling in the game aye come on mm-hmm. well it's like the whole thing was when they all they ban cigarette advertising isn't it aye if you, if you don't show it then there's less awareness and maybe it, the problem doesn't go away or but maybe it gets reduced anyway Everything in moderation, though, as I say. I include moderation. <laughs> yeah. Um, aye. So actually on, we've actually got on quite long. Well, no, well, actually, probably the same as last week. Since it was the two of us. Yeah, I have a point to talk about. So. It's not, not a complaint I have. <laughs> aye. And, and we should all be back next week. All three of us, I think. I, I don't so. know. Uh, but that. Aye, good one. Enjoyed that. Aye, I, I hope everybody else enjoyed it when they listened as well. Yes. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, at SFF Podcast on Twitter. Aye, speak to next week, Chris. Yep, yeah, alright. Cheers. <laughs>